Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I don't speak Arabic, so you're getting Italian tonight. I'm Alicona Bradford, and welcome to the Arrow After Show here on After Buzz TV. If you are joining us live, don't forget to join the hashtag, hashtag ABTV Arrow, and you can come co-host with me. We have another exciting episode, but first let's introduce all of our fantastic hosts, starting with the lady who's got her eyes closed but is rocking out right on her black red all time. <laughs> and I'm also sick as a dog. Hi, you guys. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Who said you could go next? I did. <laughs> I seize control. God. Boy, it's not like we go in order or anything. <laughs> I don't know if I want to jump in the middle of this. Uh, I am Lex Michael. I'm on Twitter and all the other inter things at the Lex Michael. Lex Michael, I didn't even introduce myself as far as my Insta everythingy socially things, but I'm at Boys and Beauty 01 on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube in my bathtub, Boys and Beauty with Ali Kona, and on Instagram. Yeah, she's okay. doing accents again. I know. Somebody just, yeah, haul me out. I love how I'm you good. keep doing the thing like this is new. I just, <laughs> it feels new to me every time I'm equally as put off by it every my time accents? I experience my it. My accents? <laughs> You you won't like my accents. This? Who are you? It's a new okay. one. Okay. Yeah, see, see, I'm bringing in the newness. Okay, now, let's get into the show. Whoa. Can I just say, okay, first thing I want to bring up, the opening, I believe it's the opening segment, is when we see Sarah just taking out some bad guys and a girl, right? I swear, I kid you not, I was like, wait, did we cover the fact that Thea works fast food? When did she start working fast food? <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Huh? Like, that one crossed my... I mean, I don't know if that you guys at home or you guys on the panel, if that crossed your mind the second that happened that these girls look like Thea. I mean, obviously, well, yeah. it ended up being a pattern, but right. from I, the get-go... I thought she was Thea before like before uh, the scene ended and people were like, that's not Thea. I was like, oh... <laughs> my first thought was actually, these guys are barking up the wrong uh, trail because Thea you, would whoop we'll their ass. Yeah, yeah. destroy them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, too. And then when she did, I was like, what's wrong? Why isn't she fighting back? <laughs> Anyways, okay. Am I well, the only one who knew that it wasn't her? Maybe. Probably. Twitter followers. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was her. Okay, you know Yay. what? Yeah. Maybe me. Okay, we're on the same page. At least yeah. you and I are on the same page. We were too busy high-fiving so hard. <laughs> right. That we just so missed it. So hard. 
I got the facial recognition thing. Uh, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, you know what? Through uh. both of you. Okay, so now this conversation is just me, Tari, and you guys at home. Let's also <laughs> talk about how, okay, Sarah is one stealthy bee. This entire episode, I was like, geez, she's like going in there like a linebacker, like, Ooh. I feel like this episode was just like, okay, so Sarah's crazy, so we can do things that aren't logical. What crazy entrance do we want this time? Let's throw her in through a window. Let's have her sneak past a whole bunch of people that she really shouldn't have been able to sneak past who were in the hallway. Let's do this. Let's do that. Ba-boom, Sarah. She came in like the Kool-Aid man for half of these. <laughs> so good. I don't think they'll get another chance to do it. So they're just like, we're All doing it. One episode. We're doing through it. everything <laughs> yes. that we, we can put her through. We That's have crazy true. Sarah. We're going to go whole hog because we're going to have to get serious business after this. So you know what? Screw it. Let's Let's go. Let's go. But you know what? Looking at it from a point of athleticism, I will say I really enjoyed it. I know that Katie Lotz is also, uh, she's a B-girl. She also does parkour, and she's a dancer, and she does martial arts. So, I mean, I don't know. She does have a stunt double. I don't know how much of it was her and what wasn't. I but, would imagine going through the glass was a lot of stunt doubling. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I, yeah, yeah. but I mean, watching the scenes, like, okay, for example, when she'd hop in there, and they're running down the stairs, and she's jumping this and jumping that, and even when she's fighting, she's just going at it. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, Katie. I don't know if that's you. But if it is, you get it. I liked it. I was very. I would assume excited. it's a combination of her and then doubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I just like to think it's <laughs> that's, her. That's, okay. that's the very base, obvious way to go. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's her a, and also the stunt doubles that we've covered have existed. A little bit of everybody. Right. Um, <laughs> one thing that I didn't realize, because usually a lot of times if we're explained something when we watch the show, we don't often see characters give an explanation to other characters, if that makes sense. So this time around, we heard Thea give the explanation to Laurel about what her bloodlust is with Roz. Right. And I didn't mind it, but it was definitely a repetition because we already heard it last episode. Was it last episode? Did, was Laurel not there for that conversation? I, I thought I she was. was. the same thing, too. Laurel seems a lot clueless on a lot of things, though. No, because I think that conversation happened in the bedroom oh. after she had killed oh. the two people. Yep, and Thea just yep, kept yep. all that to herself, didn't yeah. she? Well, there were several Secrets conversations in this episode that seemed to exist largely so that moving forward we're all on the, on same, the same page. page. Yeah, yeah. Cause this is miscommunications, the series, so they needed yes. to <laughs> get that figured out. And it's nice that they took care of that episode five of the season instead of episode uh, 15. 15. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. sorry, um, <laughs> forgive, okay, Katie and I are Everyone's, on the sixth boat. We're ill. like, yeah. got my role. We are so bookended by death. Anyhow. Bookended by death is the name of my, uh, Kiss cover band. Okay. I like it. That's good. All right. Well, um, we mentioned Laurel earlier, and, yes. uh, and uh, Laurel to me, I know she has every right to feel the things she feels, but I still find myself getting slightly annoyed with her because it's interesting how when she's talking to Oliver, she says something along the lines about him being a hypocrite yes. and you know you got to bring your sister back and blah 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 blah, and she's pretty much calling out Oliver for being selfish, and I'm looking at her like. Do you not let own a mirror right now? Because I feel like you're pretty selfish yourself and not seeing things from other people's point of view, especially when multiple people have told you this is not a good idea. Right. She's not necessarily wrong to call Oliver out for all of that because most of it is, is accurate. But yeah, I agree completely. The irony is that she's not aware in that moment that she's exhibiting the same traits that she's calling him out for uh, to a, a more destructive degree, arguably, than he did. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I think that I feel like if this happened at any other time, like if this had happened like shortly after Thea was brought back or shortly after he came back to town, maybe. But like after she had already gone through the process of ignoring everyone's warnings and essentially she 
still lives in this world of denial, it just it seems more petulant than actually valid. Yes. Right. Pot and kettle are having a screaming match at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, even her, her dad, even her dad at one point says, Laurel, you do realize, A, that's not Sarah inside there. B, if you hadn't brought her back, all these people wouldn't be dying. So yeah. maybe you shouldn't have stopped me from trying to kill her. And of course, Laurel's back on her, but it's your daughter. And we talked about this a little last week and that at this point she has to keep moving forward Mm -hmm. because if you step back and reflect on, yeah, I totally screwed this up. Well, that's a downward spiral you're not getting out of. Right. So she's in denial, but she has to be at this point. Coping mechanisms. Yeah, I will say I was very pleasantly surprised more than once in this episode by how well Oliver took all of the news that he was given. He seems to have been since the end of season three, uh, maybe it was just the several months he spent living in this nice, this domestic existence with Felicity, but he seems to have done a lot of emotional growing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because literally, I was, I I don't know what I was expecting, but certainly more when he finds out that Sarah's alive because they lied to him and went to Nandaparbat put her in the Lazarus pit. I was expecting more than, ah, oh, jeez. And that's pretty much <laughs> yeah, it. But yeah. as soon as it, I was like, oh, what? And I really liked it. Yeah. He spent yeah. this whole episode on, like, Chill Factor 10. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was going to say, that's something I noticed, too. And I, maybe that's that whole let's lighten Arrow up a little bit, which is fine. But um, it's almost like when he was receiving some of that information, there was a slight grin on his face. Do you know what that I mean? is something else I noticed in this episode, and I thought about it specifically. I would say in the first five episodes of season four, Oliver has smiled more than in the previous yes. three years combined. But, like, I wonder if You know something... what else has happened? Uh. He's had five months of vacation with the woman he wants to propose true. to. That's yeah. true. That would, that would probably but... do it. I wonder if Stephen Amell is going into this like, I'm going to smile more. Like, I'm happy now. I'm just going to... Or if it just is naturally happening in the moments, if that makes sense. Everyone really likes it when Grant does this. I should try it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, God, I was going to say something in in relevance to that. Oh, I was going to say, even when Felicity talks to Oliver about Ray and how, you know, there's this message thing going on and I listened to it. She's talking about her Mm ex-boyfriend. He took that real well. And maybe in his mind, he's like, he's dead. It's cool. It's not even a threat. But what, baby? What happened? You listened to the message? How was it? (laughs) Well, I mean, he doesn't have much room to talk since his ex-girlfriend is running around town. Uh, Sure. To To his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Let's see what's going on in our Twitter feed. Because, you know, we like to include you guys. So um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, the Mr. Pickle is a lie. Sorry, we were having a... What is a lie? Face off over in the oh. chat. But also, they're mostly talking about Laurel. Shame ah. on Mr. Pickle, then. Mr. Pickle, what's happening? Well, um, okay, well, anyways. <laughs> <And> Malcolm <laughs> killed 500 plus people, but nobody calls them out. Um, we call out Malcolm all the time, but it's gotten redundant because he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. he's he's good with it. He's good he, with all of it. He goes from true neutral to neutral evil so quickly, we're just like, it's Merlin. Screw it. Yeah, we're good. Right. What did you expect? <laughs> Eh, whatever, he's vacationing right now in Nanda Parat. That, yeah. That dead horse is now glue. We have beaten it's it so much. Glue. So glue we wow. Glue and dog food. Um, right. Ooh. That's gross. Okay. Anyway. Guys. That What's it? So I love that the uh, comment about... Your spa date was at Nanda Parbat, and the immediate rejoinder was, was the only place we could get a reservation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, uh, that was uh, not some to... really good back-and-forth quippy writing this episode. Yeah. Yes. yes. Even, oh, you know who I really, really enjoyed? Even though it was so small during this episode, but I really enjoyed it, Kurt. Enjoyed it? 
I enjoyed it, Curtis. Enjoyed it, ah, sweet. Yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Dirty. Yeah, he. We was fairly great. certain that number of energy drinks would have killed a man. <laughs> he did himself suspect that he was having some type of cardiac episode. Yeah, but that's okay. And like, no, honey, no, it's not. Oh, you check that out. It's Have okay. Did anybody? Maybe you know, because I'm a little naive sometimes, and I believe anything I hear. Was he for real when he said he was Olympian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just evidently, that's a thing in the comics. That is a thing in the oh, comics. Oh, okay. Hmm. Sorry, guys. Then I missed that memo. It, well, it's a, it's a thing in the comics. It's not usually something, I guess, in life that one just glosses over like that. Maybe, but yes, that's a thing. Yeah. Huh. Do we know what he Olympianized for? Olympianized. Yeah. I'm in the word-making mood. He, he said in the episode, but I don't remember. Off the top of my head, I don't know. In, <laughs> internet, internet, in the live yes. chat, does anyone know off the top of your head what Curtis uh, Olympianized did, 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 did? Yeah. Bronze medal for something or other. Yeah, bronze medal for for Olympic things. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Decathlon. Decathlon. Oh, okay, got it. Um, anyhow, but we did find out, going back to the whole Ray situation, obviously Ray's alive. We knew that. We talked about it on panel, but it's nice that it actually came to the front as far as in the show that we now know that Ray yes. is for sure alive. Well, I mean, we knew yeah. he was coming back because he's one of the leads on Legends of Tomorrow, but it's the circumstance of how he comes back. Right. And apparently, we saw in the teaser, Damien Dark has him in a little box. I know, Aww. so sad. This, this is a thing called a present. <laughs> the whole thing starts with a box. Ah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> but you didn't go in on it. I no. am disappointed. No. Uh, he's a decathlete. Decathlon. Okay, it is, yeah, it is decathlon. Oh, that's funny. NBC Peacock Feather Disc. Oh! oh that's that what that, that was! was. That's very I good. I get it. Yes. yes. That's good. very, very the, good. And these, it's, he's just scratches back. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who didn't get that, we're listening, we're listening, we're, we're looking at the live feed right now. If you are watching post live show, be sure to join us live so you can join in the conversation. But yes, we're talking about that lovely feather that John Constantine was scratching his back with. That's pretty awesome. So are we going to, are we going to jump in? Let's to talk that? about Are we going to jump into the meat? Yeah. Okay. Hashtag so, Constantine on arrow. So, I'm. I told Tara the other night. I'm pretty excited to run this one down. All right, John Constantine was <laughs> created by Alan Moore, Steve Bissett, and John Totalband, June 1985. Saga of the Swamp Thing, number 37. Now, before we go any further, I just want to say I said this Tara to you the other night. For my money, the Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing is one of the best runs on any comic book that I have ever read, and I will go a step. Further. You do that. I will go a step further, and I would venture to say most of that run I would put up against any literature I've ever read in any medium. I think it is that good. Wow. Yeah. You it's have like never a read a Terry Pratchett book in your life, have you? What about the Twilight series? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm not gonna respond to any of that. I'm not gonna respond to that. You get out. <laughs> he is, he is, he is, as I'm sure many of you know, he's a working class magician. He is an occult expert. He is occasionally a con man. He's a member of the Justice League Dark. He was the lead character of Hellblazer, his own series, which ran from 1988 to 2013. And he's wow. kind of a yeah. dick. He is kind yeah. of a dick. It's and he's great. A wonderful, wonderful dick. The soul level of this <laughs> episode. I just sounded so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I you know what? That's the hell I'm going to die on. I said Those it. of you users who are on Tumblr, please, Make please, please, please give that. 
<laughs> I want a gif of that with the caption and everything, please. And thank you. Merry early Christmas to Katie. Wait, a gif of Constantine? No. A, gift a gift of, of you. you. Gesturing up and down and screaming wonderful, about how wonderful. he's a wonderful, hey, wonderful man. Ready, internet? I'm going to make this really... I'm going to look at this camera. I'm going to do it. I'm going to look at this camera. I'm going to do it. If you can't make a gif out of that, I can't help you anymore. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. So, I was very, very excited to see Constantine in this episode. Obviously, now, Tori, you were on the, the panel for the show that was yes. on uh, NBC, so maybe you can talk more than I can about the relationship between that show and this show, if there is one. Biggest thing for me, there was a moment in this episode where they go to this other realm to bring back Sarah's soul. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment where I stepped outside myself and I thought about the fact that I was watching a popular TV series in which the Green Arrow, Black Canary, and John Constantine were doing supernatural stuff to get somebody's soul back from another realm. And it was another moment where I was like, oh yeah, we, we being the nerds, yeah. we won. Oh, yes. It was an amazing yeah. moment. We won. It's like, it's the same thing where like, we live in a world where that exists, where like a movie starring Ant-Man made half a billion dollars, and we win. And was actually quite good. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, I loved that so much that in the less a week ago we got that King Shark cameo on the Flash. Yeah. So they're doing so many really exciting, fun, obscure DC Universe things on these shows now, and it makes me really, really happy. Mm -hmm. I was howling during that King Shark cameo because I follow Gail Simone on Twitter, and she friggin' loves King Shark. And there's just so much stuff like, is he a shark? Is he really a shark? Just the back and forth. Yeah. That cameo made me super ridiculously happy. It was it was great. And then, like, the, last night on The Flash, they name-dropped Atlantis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we live in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful age. Lex we got that really close happy to name-dropping right Aquaman. Right? Ugh. We got that close <laughs> so, to name-dropping Aquaman. All this stuff just makes me very, very, very happy. Okay. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> okay. No, um, so, John right, Constantine. Um, let's talk about him and Arrow right now, shall we? <laughs> um, okay. You made mention of the fact that they were in this other realm to resurrect Sarah. Do we know specifically what that realm is? Because for that moment, and I'm not a comic book reader, so maybe you can explain it for me or anybody else who loves the show Arrow but isn't familiar. Um it looked like Nanda Parbat. Like, I don't know if they went somewhere in a realm that was in Sarah's mind, and that's why they did what they did. I actually missed some of the verbiage, or not verbiage, but some of the conversation that was going on when Constantine was giving directions, and he said, I need two people, and I only have enough for two, and I didn't hear the rest. What was he talking about? That whoever had Sarah's soul wasn't going to give it up without right. a fight. Right. It makes sense that her prison of sorts would be Nanda Parbat because of what she's been through in the League of Assassins, trying to get out, getting pulled back in, being killed by the League, all that fun stuff. So, not an expert on the Constantine comics in any capacity, but it would make sense to me that this particular entrapment of hers would look like Nanda Parbat in much the same way that were Oliver in this situation, his would probably be the island. Right. Yeah. yeah, very true. Very and we true. know that the... the uh, pick essentially takes a piece of your soul every time it revives you. Ah, uh, yes. And so it could be that this realm is connected to that and that all the hands that were holding it were the, the other souls, souls trapped in, inside the pit. Yeah. It was very Disney Hercules. Yes. Very yeah. much Interesting. So. Wow, yeah. Huh. Um, well, you know, speaking of the island, that's when we actually get our first... This is a... Not the first time we've had somebody from the island. Excuse me. Sorry, you guys. Okay, back to our regular schedule program. Um, <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time that we had somebody from the flashback come into 
uh, present moment. But I feel like this is the quickest we've ever had a character be in a flashback and turn around and be in this current episode today. Sure. We well, only had him for one episode, so... They had, had to, to make, make it happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked seeing the interaction on the island. And my favorite part, it's so cheesy, but my favorite part is when he took the... St- miniature staff, if you will, and erased his tattoo and then put it on Oliver's body and then said, you'll know what to do with it later. It'll protect you. Mm-hmm. I'll know what to do with my tattoo. tattoo. I'm really trusting of him. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm totally going to suck up this tattoo from my skin. Um, Lift up your shirt, person I met half an hour ago. And I, yeah, I'm like, why did Oliver lift his shirt up that quickly? Because I was like, mm, what are you about to do to me right now? Hold, please. <laughs> because Seem freaking magic, me. I guess. Yeah. I mean, he also wanted a view of the Mabs. He is only too happy to oblige. I right? will say I was very disappointed that Constantine didn't hit on a damn person this episode. He, he should have hit on many of the people, and That's he true. hit on none. No, the only reference he made was something about a room full of pretty women. If I would have known that all these pretty women were in here, yes. I would have come earlier. He's yeah. high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which they made no uh, no. Yeah, right. there was yeah. some issue with. <clears throat> excuse me. There was some issue with that in the series as well. So. Yeah. On NBC, <laughs> the NBC had some some issue yeah. with that. Also had an issue with the, John Constantine in the comics is a heavy heavy chain smoker. Mm-hmm. We saw him put out a cigarette. I was hoping to see him smoking actively. I don't know, just as that a but weird. he's cool, <laughs> and you can't show that to the kids who really shouldn't be watching Arrow, but are anyway. Yeah, right. why, uh, why is, is demographic? Why is all the impalement okay and cigarette smoking isn't? Um, I do also, and I, I made a comment about this when we were watching, I really enjoy that Oliver has Constantine's number in his phone still. Yeah. That made me happy. Wait, hold on. So at, I can't see this far, Death Dare, the screen just moved. Sorry. Death, but duh. But it said something along the lines that Constantine hit on Thea. When did that happen? I think Thea hit on Constantine. She made right, a comment she made about, him about him being, being a, cute. a specific very specific co- flavor of delicious, yummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I kind of went, uh huh. And yeah. all went, oh god, my younger sister please is hitting don't, on people. Please don't <laughs> stop that right now. I'm like, no, no, no. You cannot blame her. And to be she's fair. done worse. Very to, true. To be fair. Very yeah. true. I mean, we also met Alex Davis, which is somebody who's going to be a future love interest of Thea. How do we feel about him at this moment? I mean, he's doing his job, but it's a little annoying. I feel like he's working for Dark, the campaign manager, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like, oh, yeah, he's a plant. He's actually working for Damien Dark. Just immediately wrote him off as, he's that guy. It's, right. it's see, it would seem odd to me to introduce this character just to be a campaign manager and love interest if he didn't have something else going on. Yeah. Though I would I would argue that since that's been done already in in regards to that blonde haired DJ, they might oh, not yeah. know that. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. I almost yeah. forgot about blonde haired DJ. Dude, I forgot yeah. about him completely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could have blonde hair DJ part two. He could be. Uh, did he die? <laughs> he, he did. He did. He did okay. badly. So uh, he he died. died badly. Yeah. He died. He not but, well. Like a the lot. campaign guy could but also a good DJ way to die. on the weekends. And then he could DJ on the weekends. And then we can all go. How, Thea, how did you do this twice? Wah wah. And be a lot of that. <laughs> right. I'm just. I'm, I know that Roy is eventually going to make it back, and it's only going to be a cameo, but it's still sad because I'm so used to the Thea-Roy relationship to see him move right? on. I'll be like, oh. We'll oh, still sail that ship. Just long distance. Yeah. They have oh. phones. Exactly. <laughs> we've, we've never seen Constantine on this show before tonight, and you call him and he's there. Yeah. What up, bro? Remember that favor? Yeah. So I'm going like, what is the what is the in-world reason nobody's I mean, calling Roy? I know you don't have a series right now, so you're not busy. Can you come up here on mine? 
Mm-hmm. But it's like, I totally get the real world reason nobody's calling Roy Harper. What is the in world reason that nobody's calling Roy Harper? He smells. <laughs> we don't, we don't see you it's often. It's off screen. Enough. Yeah, yeah. He's dead. He that's died. A, that's true. They could very easily Skype back and forth all the time. We just don't see it. Because well, and the fact that you're, you're absolutely right. He's supposedly dead. They can't have the connection with him anymore. He can't be Roy Harper. Fair. That's yeah. fair. And he's a scorn lover. He's like somewhere moping somewhere. Well, he seemed, well, he wasn't really happy the last time we saw him. Yeah, guess exactly. Was. Someone on chat is saying the phone number on that card is actually in operation. Um. Oh. Unless it's sanctioned by the network, I wouldn't go calling it, guys. Yeah, if that's just somebody's it's number. It's the same issue that we had when Bruce Almighty came out and people were calling the number on the pager. Oh, mm. yeah. Evidently, in one local township, it actually connected to a church. Oh. oh. So there's none answering the phone and people are asking for God. <laughs> wow. That's actually pretty funny. Um, <laughs> you know down. what? If not Disney, then probably it'll be Netflix. Okay, that's a totally different conversation. I have no idea what's going on. So, uh, I- yeah, yeah. They're talking Corporations about uh, and stuff. The, I, the idea of Constantine being continued on Netflix is what uh, that conversation well, is. Netflix is unlikely and, just because yeah. of their Netflix relationship is in with Marvel's Marvel. back pocket. Right. Which is, uh, yeah. Hulu. Amazon, yep. just about anything else. Or if if nobody the CW wants- itself going right, yeah. we can tent pull this sucker, and we left the door open with Oliver going. Anytime you need me, call me and I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. So- and yeah. if nobody wants to give a full order to a new rebooted, retooled Constantine series, just add him to one of these ensembles because yeah. he fits so well into this world. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. He would fit perfectly on Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but between uh, not snow, God, uh, cold. Uh, uh, Captain Cold. Yeah, Captain Cold. Thank you, Heat Captain wave. Cold. Yeah. Between Captain Cold, Heat Wave, and Sarah, we the the snark level on that show is going to be insane to begin with. Sure. And then you add Constantine, and it just goes salt nuclear. Fair. Also, I I guess in a sense, Rip Hunters maybe they're Constantine. In a way, he fills a similar Rip dynamic. Hunter is the Doctor. Yes, he, yes, he is. Real. He is absolutely the doctor. But if there is a Constantine analog that is on that show already, I would say he's probably the closest one. Right. And just to hold people off of the past, yes, I am well aware that he played Rory and not the doctor on Doctor Who. That's the joke. It's funny. <laughs> I get it. Somebody's confirming that uh, Constantine on, is on Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, no. They're just saying that they're Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow for the win. Like, yeah, they oh, love it. They is agree that what that with is? Um, You know, Joyce was actually asking about Diggle's oh, brother, nice. which we have not gotten you, to We have not touched on that yet. yet. Yeah. And one of the questions that she asked on our feed was, what exactly did Andrew Diggle do? Um... Damien Dark did make mention of the fact that he was involved. Was it Damien Dark? Yes. Made, yes. made mention of the fact that he was involved in their drug scam. And he said that he was a little bit overexcited. I'm assuming, A, he was obviously involved in drugs. But B, maybe he thought he could take over the operation on his own. He got a little bit greedy and decided to steal a little something. And or that he thought he profit. could take on Dark. Maybe. Right. Well, he, it I seem- thought the outlaw and the outlaw one. Nah, it seems, though, that there's something in the file that Lance handed Diggle at the end of the episode that might change Diggle's perception of who his brother was. Oh, absolutely. It it's might the truth. have been the drug running thing. Yeah. We did have a couple people on Twitter and in the chat talking about how if someone's going into very deep cover, then... It's possible that the drug running was a cover for something else yep. and that, you know, layers like onions. Sure. Right. So who knows? I mean, who yeah, knows? but it, it's also just as simple as <laughs> he died a war hero and to, to know that he is this 
I guess not. Yeah, not character. Sure. Then I mean that really because then at the at that point you start questioning what you really know about him and if you ever really knew him at all. Right. But here's the thing: the fact that Detective Lance felt the need to prelude even giving the folder to him, which I guess is a nice thing in his own way, just giving it to him. I thought you might want to know the truth, but you may not want to read it if you want to remember your brother is a man that you know him as. Well, uh, okay, that's going to make anybody want to open it up and be like, hmm, well, yeah. what happened? Well, again, to me, I'm going, if it's not something real dark, I'm not I'm not phrasing it that way. You know what I mean? Like, the way he phrased it made it seem like, you, you really may not want to read this. This may make you really, really, really unhappy. I feel like I might, I might lean back on that a little bit if it wasn't so bad. Right. But it's also Captain Lance. <laughs> to be fair. One, he's been through some stuff. I think this was a very good episode for him. Yes, Last week and this week were both very good episodes for him. Yeah. And for another, he's always kind of had a little flair for the dramatic. It, yeah. I will say, the bit with Constantine just doing the spell and the look on Lance's face next to him like, what on God's green earth am I witnessing? I'm sitting here going, you played Harry Dresden. This is amazing. I always forget that he played Harry Dresden. Everyone forgets the series because it wasn't very good. And it also Aww. ran for like three seconds. Yeah, yeah, a season. But he was, that's right. He he played Harry Dresden, so you're sitting there going, mm-hmm. Okay, this is amazing. Right. He also say he also the interaction that he had with Oliver. I feel like okay, so last episode the playing field got leveled a little bit because obviously Detective Lance got discovered that he's working with Damian Dark and Oliver pretty much, you know, knocked him down a few notches and and what have you. And this episode when Lance, I don't remember who approached who first, if it was Lance or Oliver that approached each other when they started plotting on what they were going to do as far as with this little, oh, the computer chippy yeah. thingy. That sounded real educational. But anyway, the uh, the thinger. Um, <laughs> you know, he comes to Oliver to talk to him about it. And it is interesting. You know, we talked about how Oliver smiles a lot more. And even his conversation with Lance seemed more like two friends working together mm-hmm. versus somebody having superiority over the other person or someone trying to prove themselves. So that quick conversation. I don't think they do anymore. What? I think at this point they're on a level playing that's what I'm field saying. in that's terms what I'm of saying. whoever has the moral high ground. Right. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It was interesting to see that oh, okay. yeah. this episode. Because mm-hmm. they did it last episode as far as you did this and you did this, blah, 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 blah. And now that's like, there there has been, like okay, the I'm past level. two weeks, there has been a ton of A, everybody filling everybody else in. So we're all level playing field knowledge wise. But yeah, a lot of everyone telling each other basically, do better. Yeah. Which is refreshing, honestly. But it was, you were talking specifically about uh, Lance and Diggle, and watching the two of them interact, I, I remember how rarely we see the two of them do anything right. together. Mm-hmm. So I loved I, it. Yeah, yeah, I thought watching the two of them play off each other was great. My fave is when Diggle uh, was... Okay, first of all, Diggle had his selfish <laughs> moments, because when it comes to his brother, I think he loses a lot of his sense of just common sense. Like everybody else and on the show. Super yeah, super sore spot. Yeah. Of course, but you know when they're in the middle of trying to run this file and all these things are deleting, obviously he sees his brother's name and Lance is like, come on man, like let's go. He's like, boop, boop. Uh, son. Hey, don't worry. I got <laughs> the bad like, guy. He's like, what? I got the bag. Uh, son. Okay. Just like that. Go call sure. in. Go call in. Go <laughs> yeah. call in. Was like, I thought, oh my God, that is such a smooth move and very quick thinking. Because if it weren't me, I'd be like, uh, uh um, bye. <laughs> These are the dumbest security guards on this planet oh, or any goodness. other. Yeah, they oh, didn't yeah. really get a good look at that badge either. They couldn't have possibly from where they were. He did name drop, though. True. True. 
Well, regardless, it was a great interaction. I don't remember what Diggle's response was, but something along the lines like, you could have let me know first. Oh, it wouldn't have looked as real. Yeah. Like, you know, you probably enjoyed that. Somewhere deep down, I don't know why, but you probably enjoyed that. But I like the, because at first when he, when he strikes Dig on the back of the head, my thought is, wait, is your plan to drag him out of Right, right. That seems like a very bad plan. He's a lot bigger than you are. But no, I thought, yeah, I agree completely. The lie was very, very smooth, and it worked. Maybe, maybe better than it should have. A little bit. But it worked. It worked. They got out. Yeah. No. (laughs) And I'm just not sure how I feel about the writing on this episode. Because on one hand, when it came to character interactions and witticisms and just the fun, snappy stuff, it was really, really good. But in terms of overall plot and pacing, it was lacking. The pacing on this episode dragged. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got... We were maybe 25 minutes through, and I'm looking at the time bar going, wait, we're not, like, 40 minutes through the episode already? This feels like we're... Really? You know, the only reason that doesn't bother me, though, is when something feels long, I really enjoy this show. So, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just make this feel longer, okay? No, it's... Wait, we only have 10 more minutes? No, no, make it longer! So, it didn't... For me, it bothered me. Given the usual episode beats... They hit a lot of them very early on, and then they just kind of kept dragging them out. Yeah, and we had a lot of not Constantine for the first half of the episode, and when they're hyping Arrow on Constantine, Arrow on Constantine, Arrow on Constantine, and we're waiting for that. You're right. (laughs) Frankly, I'd watch either one. Right, Uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. But when you only have half of the equation there, you're sitting there going, okay. Okay. Right. And yeah. it, it doesn't help when a good deal of what we're getting while we're waiting for Constantine to appear does feel a little bit uh, uncharacteristically like wheel spinning. And we saw yeah. a couple things repeated multiple times in the first 20 or so minutes of this episode. We saw, and I understand that Sarah is very, very keen to <laughs> kill Thea for most of the runtime of the show, and she's relentless in her, her uh, quest, her pursuit to do so. But we essentially saw the same... Uh, Sarah attacks Thea, Oliver and or Laurel save Thea, they get to another location. We saw that happen, what, at least twice in the first 20 minutes? We didn't need it twice. We could have had the hospital, we could have had the first one and then been like, okay, Okay. we're getting her out of the hospital, we're setting the trap, we're doing this. Like, you could have done something else with that five extra minutes of screen time. I would have preferred if they had started with the first, like the whole episode would have started with a Thea attack and we spent more time in that, like, that realm between, or that, like, what yeah. do they call it? Spirit realm, or whatever. Yes. Yes. Um, that was very rushed. That didn't feel like a climax. Right. It did. It felt, it felt quick, and it felt, it did feel a little bit small. It felt very sparse, and when we get this line about how whatever has Sarah's soul isn't going to let it go that easily, and when all you've really got are three hands grabbing at set, her, and we'll they let it hands, go super easily. And, like, three little goons, it's like, arrow, done, arrow, done. Now, to be fair, the the incantation and impalement by Constantine of the the third thing that was cool. Yes, but it did feel it felt very small. It felt like the, mid boss, not final boss. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> but I would, yeah, like you like you said, I feel like there was probably a better way or a more economical way to use that five minutes. I would have been plenty happy if we just had five solid minutes. Like we'd come back from commercial five minutes of Constantine just smoking cigarettes and hitting on people, <laughs> go to commercial again, and then we're back to the rest of the show. Right. Here's what I didn't understand, though, is Thea, I get that she's had her bloodlust calmed down for the next few episodes, but she wasn't even close to being 
able to fight off Sarah. And that's why I didn't understand. I know that they, they are driving the point home that she's a little bit crazy, and with crazy comes this extra power. But we've seen Thea fight, and Thea can kick ass. So right. she didn't even put up a good fight at all this whole episode. And I get that towards the second half she was injured, so maybe it was a little bit harder for her. But in the very beginning, the first attack, she just got thrown around like a ragdoll. Now, towards the end, I'm just going to say that she was at a point of guilt where she's like, go ahead, do it. That Sarah I had years of training on her and the element of surprise. Yeah. And the whole, I don't have a soul, I can probably take a hit harder than you can regardless of your training. But right. she didn't even yeah. try to throw a punch. Like, I didn't feel like she just rolled around, but she didn't even try. See, that I feel is mostly the, the psychological aspect. I feel like that's mostly the guilt. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. And plus, it's it's like she's fighting a wild animal. So I mean, if yeah. you're if you're going against someone on PCP or something, like you you can't stand a chance because you're going to hit them and they're just going to keep coming at you. Yeah, yeah. Your best bet in that situation, like if you're tr- trying to fight a bear, the bear is probably going to win because it's angrier and more instinct driven than you are. Your best bet is probably to get away from the bear. Right? Yeah, Sarah was in straight up berserker mode. Yeah. yeah, and you can't fight berserker mode. You just survive it and get away. If you're really lucky, you survive it and get yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Me. Excellent rebuttal. I mean, she could have killed her when she she had a chance. She could have stabbed that uh, glass right through her neck. But you know, she has life rules and stuff. (laughs) We worked so freaking hard to bring you back. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that away now. For God's sakes. Although to be fair, uh, Laurel had that moment where she actually considered shooting her, which would have been. Is that now? Granted, we know how this pans out. We know that they were able to successfully get her soul back. But if if we were operating under the assumption that like Arrow and Constantine never met each other, he doesn't have this guy that he can call that can help them with this. In that moment, if Laurel actually has to then kill Sarah again, is that better? Or does that make her seem so, so, so much worse? It takes the show down a very dark turn that it doesn't need to go down. Yeah. there You get to a point in the narrative where it just gets so messed up that there's really no salvaging it, despite what other characters in the, are in the show, despite what other characters are doing. That would have been that point for this show. And they can't take it quite that dark or quite that bad be because so, you cannot come back from it. It is so unrelentingly you, bleak, yeah. You, yeah. you have to know. And Walking Dead has just waltzed past this mark and has kept going. And to be fair, people seem to a, really like it on that show. And that's a hallmark of the show. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, exa- yes, right. fair. But that's not what Arrow is and that's not what it's supposed to be. And especially not now when it's lighter in many ways than it's ever been. Yeah. So that's that's shooting the shaggy dog and once you get to that, you can't you can't go from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Which is ironic because Constantine, his comics and his stories are supposed to be that dark, and they're yeah. supposed to oh yeah but, unrelentingly yeah. dark. And yet he ended up being the like the trump card that made it so it didn't have to go down that path. Yeah, which is yeah. really funny to me. You know, the last thing I'll say about Constantine is the introduction of his character on this show. I like that they did the gradual thing with the magic. It wasn't like he just came out of the woodwork and Oliver called him and he's like, I'm here to resurrect. We actually did get a little bit of an introduction to who he is through the flashback. And I will say it's a flashback that I actually really enjoyed. Oh, oh yeah. Like, it was okay. a ton of fun. Okay. I like that they introduced they him us into it. in the flashback. We see him, we see him from behind getting hit in the face, 
which is really, to me, very, very appropriate for that character. Uh, yeah. And then we got to do a fun little mini mystical Raiders of the Lost Ark thing with the two of them going I after the horse. I was expecting a bag of sand. Yeah, but that's exactly what, that's what it looked like when he went in with the with the orb, and then he, you know, he, he pulled it out of the 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 what's it podium thingy. The mm-hmm. what's it? The what's it podium. Also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Horus. There's a connection uh, between Horus and Hawkman and Hawkgirl, and we oh, know yeah. we know that the two of them are about to show up. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, Hawkgirl did just show up yep. as a barista on mm-hmm. the Flash, um, which I just thought that was an interesting. Obviously, they didn't expound upon it in any way, but I just thought that was an interesting, subtle connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hawkgirl gave Cisco her number. Yeah, good for Cisco. Uh oh, good for Vibe. Dang, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, he's got good um, vibes. If you are in the if you were in the Twitter chat, if there's anything else that we did not cover for this episode, go ahead and shout us out right now. Otherwise, we'll start heading into our news. So, well, we have a bit of a delay, so let's hit news and gossip, and then we'll get back to Twitter. Okay. After Buzz TV News. Lots of good stuff, lots of pictures. Oh, I sent that picture. I didn't think I did send that picture. So this, let me pull up my... I've got all kinds of notes, guys. Okay, Rotaru is best known as one of the leads in the 2012 miniseries Choose Your Victim. Um, Her resume includes guest appearances on Supernatural, Hellcats, Fringe, and Backstrom. And this is going to be her third DC comic TV show. So she's coming up. Um, We are going to try our best, actually, to get her to guest on our show. So if for whatever reason you don't see us next Wednesday for our regularly scheduled after show, we just might have her come in and do the after show on Thursday. That's a big if. We're working on it for you guys. But anyway, so I just wanted to talk about her since she potentially could be on the show. So, awesome. Yeah. She's also um, a past love interest that is going to parallel with uh, what's going on with Felicity and Oliver. Mm. Thea actually made a mention, not Thea, uh, Felicity actually made mention this episode when she said, you know, somebody from Oliver's past, thank God it's not another gorgeous girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, okay, and it's then... It's a gorgeous man. Oh, yes. oh, my God. I didn't even realize I sent this picture either. This is a stunt double for... Is that... I can't see from here. Is it that, looks like Barrow like That is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. What's crazy is his stunt double looks like a... I thought that was a wax museum photo. Like, he stood next to a, <laughs> uh, you know, a statue of himself. But that's actually Bam, who is their stunt coordinator. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's John... Oh, John Barman. What the heck? It's Paul Blackthorne. That's his doggy. Um, I have a lot of stuff about him, actually, this episode... You know, people were talking about, or we were talking about, I think somebody had brought up his acting. Ah, on our panel, our guest host was making commentary about the way he was crying and his emotions as an actor and how she didn't find that it was yes. very believable because yeah. he wasn't crying with real tears. So, it's so funny, he posted this. He was rebuttaling her without her even knowing. Rebuttaling. Um, so, on his Facebook, he said, you know, some actors, they can just turn up and deliver. In that sense, I'm not a good actor. I have to spend a lot of time creating the background of the character. For me, the more I know about the character, the less I have to quote-unquote act. Here's something I sent to Katie C. in Season 1 when we were wrapping our heads around the Lance family history. So I have this long explanation that I won't read completely out loud. You can find it on his Facebook. But basically, he created this whole story about how they used to spend... Oh, Christmas! And if you look at the photo, believe it or not, Paul Blackthorne actually made that into a Christmas card last year. I thought maybe a fan did that to be funny, but no, it was him. 
When Anyways. do we get this episode of the show? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. For those of you who are listening to the iTunes podcast, it's a picture of him. He cut out his head, I guess, if you will, and photoshopped it onto, it should be a little boy, and he's holding hands with this little I man. would really yeah. like the mid-season finale to be Quentin Lance and his magical snowman buddy. Oh yeah. my god, yep. Um, Sign me up. But anyways, he's, he created this whole story about Christmas, and he talked about how, you know, every Christmas, Sarah would sit by the piano and she would play Christmas carols, and every year he'd be so proud because she would get better and better, and then there was that one Christmas, the Christmas after she died, and how how awkward it was, and how that's when his family fell apart, like, officially fell apart. And um, so, yeah, he has this whole backstory just to help him really connect to his character. I thought it was cool that he decided to share that with his fans. Sure. And, and his dedication. Yes. Yeah. And this is actually a t-shirt campaign that he did. We've talked a lot about Stephen Amell's t-shirt campaigns. Now, this is a while ago, so you can't purchase this anymore, but I just wanted to bring it up. He's really a huge advocate of both elephants and rhinoceroses uh, with the poaching that's been going on a lot overseas. And so you can see some of these. He participated in... Um, Excuse me, it's like a, not a protest, but, uh, people were gathering together and demonstration. Yeah, demonstration. There you go. And there you can see him speaking out about it. But he had a t shirt where it said something along the lines of poach eggs. Poach eggs, eggs, not elephants. Yeah, I'm not all for poaching eggs, but I, I do get where he's coming from. Hey, I don't. I'm down poaching eggs. I'm vegan, so you know. Let's post some eggs. Let's let's not eat anything that had a face. Or should have had a face. Anyway. Um, that's that's my bit on Paul Blackthorne. Um, uh, this next yeah. picture is actually Thea with Alex Davis, which we met this episode. And yes, it was confirmed that he is going to be a love interest. And I do believe in episode seven, he will see her bloodlust. Oh. I'm like, if you still love her after that, well then go ahead. He's in for the long haul. <laughs> Um, That's going to be kinky. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is a random picture. It's a postcard or like a baseball card that Paul Blackthorne had signed. You can find it on, I think this was on Amazon. And it's 20, I can't see how much it costs. He signed a baseball card? 28.95. There you go. So you can go on Amazon and get this this card for 28.95. What, what team did Paul Blackthorne it's play not, for? It's not a literally a baseball card. It's just a card that looks like a baseball a card. A collectible card. Or like one of like the tops type trading cards? Yes. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and then, oh, so somebody had said in the Twitter feed, too, they were talking about, and we mentioned it before, too, the theory that uh, Damien Dark is Felicity's father. It has been confirmed by Wendy Miracle, who is one of the producers, that is not the case at all. Uh, her real father is going yeah. to be introduced, however, in the next up-and-coming episodes. She didn't mention which episode, but he is definitely a bad guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's going to be a very wealthy bad guy. I mean, it's not entirely surprising, but oh, poor Felicity. Well, yeah. I'm sad that it's a bad Our guy. Life, man. <laughs> it's really rough. I mean, I suppose it's why the parents got divorced, but, you know. Evil would do it. Yeah, it can tear a marriage apart. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I missed? Are there any other pictures that I have? Nope, that was all of them. Oh, okay, so that's my news. Less gossip, more news-ish. Um, Matt Lyrics in the chat brought up Constantine warning Oliver about Dark. Oh, Any advice yeah. for him? Yeah, get out of town. Like, oh, okay. Well, like, oh, he's that bad. That's not, not an option. I mean, I think because he brings so much comedy to his badness, it allows me to oversee the fact that he is real bad. Yeah. If that makes sense. He's, it's a little Ultron in that way, is that he's yep. super, super funny, but you're also like, he just killed a guy. Like, killed him dead. Yeah. But that quip was amazing. Really, like, really, are really. Are you waiting around for a cupcake? That like, was, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damien Dark Cupcakes. Damien, I would not, I would not eat a Damien Dark Cupcake. I would not I eat a Damien Dark Cupcake. I, I, like I don't think I'd eat anything that man served me. But the concept is hilarious. It's fantastic. 
Maybe he has a great it could dick be like too. Black cho- or dark chocolate. <laughs> That's not exactly what I said. You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> I'm just saying. But maybe. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, all right. So then let's move on to some predictions. Yeah, let's do that. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Picky, picky. Okay, y'all made me go first, so I'm gonna make somebody else go first. Ready? Aim. Go, Tari. Hi. Hi. Any, mini, miny, you. <laughs> exactly. Um. Oh man. Predictions. The predictions. Um. So, all right, we have the whole Ray thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume that he is not. Trapped at the beginning of the episode, I, I, I think that it's going to be a mad dash to find him, and Dark is going to win that. And so the, the next part of the episode will be them trying to get him back from Dark. Um, I think that, I think that even though he, they're going to find him, I think it's going to take a few episodes to get him big again. Yes. Yeah. I concur. I disagree with the mad dash. I think Dark's going to have him from the <clears throat> get go. Hmm. But this may also lead them to Dark's lair, his discount on the Parbat, right. as it were. But what does he want with Ray outside of maybe just his smarts? He has a tiny human. Okay, cool. I have the <laughs> I pet mean, rock. I, I mean, a <laughs> fun. <laughs> I mean, I don't. But I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like what? For, first of all, I imagine a tiny person, especially when you're evil and malicious, that's probably oh, that's probably oh, really, oh, 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 really oh. entertaining. So yeah. there's my Ray in a box. Yeah, literally, it's like that's that, when you're Damien Dark. That's probably your Netflix. Essentially, yeah. is this tiny person you have in prison. Secondly, I would be shocked if Damien Dark does, as we saw in the teaser, have Ray captive. I'd be really shocked if Dark wasn't very interested in the technology that he used to make himself that Oh way. my god, right. yes. Well, yeah. Think of how many uh, ghosts he could get into a lot of different places if they could shrink. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I was just thinking he'd have fun shrinking people he didn't like, but that's well, a much better point. Stepping on them, too. That's a much better point. Yes. More fun. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, okay. You're all ads. Multiple uses. So I'm predicting, and I haven't done any reading on it, so I wouldn't know, but obviously Sarah's going to be here, I would assume, for a couple of episodes. I'm not quite sure how we're going to ship her off into, I was going to say, Tomorrow People. What? Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> nope. Yeah, totally yeah, Tomorrow show. People, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see if they're just going to be like, well, it was great resurrecting you or not resurrecting you. What did they teach you? To, uh, souling you. Yeah, great to giving you a soul back. Um, this is awesome. We can have Christmas together again, but I'm going to send you to a different city. Go find Roy or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Pittsburgh. People love it in Pittsburgh. Go to Detroit. Uh, Meet up with Vixen. Um, yeah. I think we're probably going to have another episode or two where she's just straight up out of commission. We may see her, we may get some conversations, but I think it's going to be a little bit before she's back in action. Well, and she's has, she has her soul back now. That doesn't necessarily quench the bloodlust. Yeah, oh, we right. haven't addressed that question. Or will she have any memory? Like, will she have any memory of that night that she died? And will we hear her point of the story? The fact that she was going after Thea says yes. Yeah. Or at least well, that could have been a subconscious thing. <laughs> well, even if she doesn't know, the, yeah, I feel like there is there is definitely that we established in this episode there is a link between the two of them that Sarah is able to sense. Whether or not she'll have any conscious awareness of it, who knows? Because I can't imagine that she knows consciously that it was Thea who fired the arrow. Thea's face, I believe, was concealed oh, at the time, etc., etc., etc. But she's aware of it on a subconscious level. So does that translate into her her active conscious mind? I know what I predict. I predict that Sarah and Thea are going to team up and they're going to go at it 
towards uh, who's the pixie guy that I love so much? John Barrowman. <laughs> yes, I call because I could just see him skipping in his outfit and Nanda Parbat like I rule Nanda. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I know. require fan art. <laughs> go fans, go. <laughs> I, either way, yeah. I would love to see an interaction between the three of them because now you know Sarah's got her right mind on her shoulders, and I'm sure she can say something along the lines of. You know, obviously, you made Thea kill me, so you butthole. <laughs> You're a jerk. Do better. Yeah. Do better. You know what? Last That's thing the I will say. Of this series. Do better. Um, the last <laughs> thing I will say about this is when Oliver first saw Sarah's face. You know, because he's been chasing this blonde woman around this episode, not knowing who she was until the nightclub where they run into each other, and he's like, Sarah. But it wasn't your typical Oliver Sarah. <laughs> it was more like a Sarah with a smile. <laughs> And then I thought, you know, you used to love her. I know you're in love with Felicity, but for two seconds, I saw like a, ooh. <laughs> I mean, well, you can love someone without it being romantic. Well, yeah, yeah, but it was just, you know, I was like, no, keep well, those googly eyes to yourself. It kind of goes back to uh, what Holt was saying last episode. Last episode? When, you know, if you could, what would you do to spend another moment with uh, someone who died? So, like, seeing her as a double-edged sword and that, it's like, oh, man, she's killing people. But oh my gosh, I get to see you again. Hey! (laughs) Anyways. Okay, um, Lex, do you have any predictions before we close this episode out? I think I hit most of the stuff Great that prediction. I was... Okay, so anyway... Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. Kidding, kidding. What go, go, go. did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you with your mucus rags? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. Um, no, honestly, I now I... Uh, based on the way uh, people are buzzing... Ha, 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 <laughs> about, about this episode on the internet already... I am really, really, really hoping that they find a way to... Inter- what is happening? Oh, I'm getting a headband. I am really hoping that they find a way to integrate Constantine into this world more in the future. Yeah? No, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I'm in happy. the same way that... I'd love to see him show up in Flash and have them all be like, who the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, first we have time travel, then we have multi-universe, and now magic, get out. You just go where you too can much. go back. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. The shark guy, I can handle. <laughs> this dude saying gibberish and making sand float. Uh-uh, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. I would rather have sand floating than land shark, okay? To be fair. Yeah. Land shark. I feel like I could Candy make it. I know I would know where to put floating sand in my head. I don't know where I would put king shark. I okay. think king shark would put your head in his mouth. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> We have Shark Alexis out there going, bait. Shark bait! Ooh, <laughs> Love it. Okay. And then the red versus blue fan in me is crying because Shark Face! Ooh, ha, ha. Hmm. We had a character named Shark Face this oh, okay. past season, Got and it. it was interesting. You leave that headband alone. So. Uh, apparently, I can't pull it off this Good. way. Okay, anyways. So, Halloween's over. Guys, thank you so much for joining we'll us that. for this fantastic episode of Arrow. We enjoy chatting with you in the live chat. And as always, we will see you next week. I'm Ali Connor Bradford. You can follow me at Boys and Beauty 01. Please, ladies, find me on Boys and Beauty with Ali Kona. I host a fantastic show on YouTube from my bathtub, and we talk all things hot sexy men and beauty tips it's a good time <laughs> if you send her an email or direct message she'll make you a fancy toilet paper hat like yeah, mine it'll hey. be awesome uh, I'm Lex Michael I'm on all the insta things uh, at the Lex Michael I'm also now on the Fargo panel which we just started I'm on Historic Hollywood on the Popcorn Talk Network and I'm on the Ash vs. Evil Dead panel as well <laughs> nice and I'm Tari J. Miller you can find me on Twitter at Tari J it's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y uh, you can also find me on assorted panels here if it's nerdy I'm probably on it so uh, check it out. 
And I'm Katie Collin. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. And on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on many of the panels, including Steven Universe, which is going to be our last episode for a while tomorrow, and Ruby, which is going to be our first episode of Season 3, also tomorrow, and Z Nation on Sundays. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, rate, like, leave us comments. We adore you. You know we do. All right, guys. Thank you again so much, buzzers. We will say you say see you. We will see you next week. <laughs> oh dear. For bloody Eggland. <laughs> Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, mate. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 